This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. home for breaking news on your favorite team. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Campbell for Reed Wilkins tonight, tomorrow. Reed will be back on Monday. Evan Bouchard, that's the big story of the day here in Edmonton, signs the two-year bridge deal worth $3.9 million annually to uh, quarterback the best power play in the National Hockey League and uh, to do it from day one as well and also uh, play with Matthias Ekholm uh, day one. So uh, a signing that we knew it was coming, we knew it was coming, but it's it's here and that's good news for sure. The uh, CFL tonight in Winnipeg, uh, Zach Caleros threw a pick six on his very first play from scrimmage back from injury and uh, the uh, ball was intercepted by Tyrell Richards who returned it 40 yards for a touchdown uh, late in the uh, first quarter. The Alouettes still have a 7 nothing lead. The battle of uh, two teams on four-game winning streaks. Blue Jays in action uh, tonight. Looks like we got a home run here from the Baltimore Orioles and it's now 2-2. The uh, Jays and Orioles. The Jays right now, one game back of the Baltimore Orioles for, or sorry, of the Seattle Mariners for the third and final wild card spot. The Mariners are idle tonight at the uh, Edmonton Elks practice today. They are indoors to uh, get away from the uh, inclement weather. Dean Faithful, who was uh, not a participant yesterday, didn't participate because of an ankle injury. Of course, he's the uh, kickoff specialist and field goal kicker. Uh, he did practice today, limited, but uh, Chris Jones, head coach, told me after practice that Faithful will kick on Sunday. Uh, not good news, though, for A.C. Leonard, the uh, Elks leading uh, Sacker with nine. That's good for second in the CFL. He left practice early with a foot injury. I think he's been battling that type of injury uh, for much of the season. He's never missed a game, and we'll see what happens at practice tomorrow. Big game on Sunday for both sides. The uh, Ottawa Red Blacks come in three and seven to take on the one and nine. Edmonton Elks, who uh, are looking at the Red Blacks and going, Hey, we're chasing you, and we can close the gap with a win. To talk about it, uh, one of my favorite people in the CFL and the media world used to play for the uh, Ottawa Rough Riders, won a great cup in 1976. It is Jeff Avery, color analyst for uh, Red Blacks games on TSN 1200 in Ottawa. Jeff, nice to chat with you again. How you doing? Very good, Dave. Good to talk to you. Good to talk to you as well. And uh, this is an intriguing matchup all of a sudden. And, you know, I know from an Elks perspective, uh, the concern was, is this team going to get a win at all? And now they have a win, and now they're looking at Ottawa going, oh, wait a minute, they're, they're two wins up. If the Elks win, they could really close the gap. This is an intriguing matchup coming up here on Sunday. Matchup of the week games, if you will, in the CFL. I just think two closely matched teams, the way they've been playing the last couple of games. Obviously, things haven't gone for either team uh, the way 
where they wanted to during the initial part of the season. But certainly the last couple of games are doing much better. Elks get a win on the board. Red Blacks are trying to get back on the winning record. And, you know, obviously, as you just mentioned, very close in the standings. And it's going to have an awful, a real positive effect or negative effect for the rest of the season as they head into the second part. So let's uh, dive into the Red Blacks here. Uh, they won two in a row, and they won – one game by dramatic fashion, uh, down 16 points to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. They win that game in overtime, then they win the next game, and now they've lost four in a row. They haven't been blown out. They've been hanging with teams, and last week, though, my goodness, that must have been really tough to, to watch uh, a big lead evaporate to the Montreal Alouettes, and you're walking out of TD Place going, what the heck happened? Trust me, I've been in that situation a few times this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's it's been a you know go for the last four or five weeks, um, and even with those two great end of game victories with a young quarterback, you're watching growing pains take take place right in front of you. He's going to play very well at times. He's going to make mistakes. The one good thing about him is he's a student of the game. He works hard. He wants to get better, and he rarely dwells on things and really corrects things for himself so he has been improving as this year has gone on and so we hope that will continue but more to your question what happened last week was really you know uh, just a complete breakdown from the defensive perspective which has been generally very good for the red blacks this year uh, but the one area and it reared its ugly head again was the giving giving up of explosive plays by the mm-hmm. defense and uh, miscues and miscommunications in the secondary and that problem might be rectified a little bit on sunday is uh, is brandon dandridge ready to go it looks like it. Brandon was taking first-team reps uh, this week at practice, and so it looks like he'll be ready to return to the lineup. Um, you know, they they probably create a bit of a shuffle. They're, they're two, uh, Will and Sam, linebackers who had both of them having very good seasons. Uh, Frankie Griffin's been out now. I think this will be his third game with uh, a head injury. And uh, Douglas Coleman on the other side, uh, he's been out last week and will probably miss again this week. So shuffling has occurred in the linebacking core, linebacking core. And uh, we're anticipating, obviously, with Brandon Dandridge returning that there'll be some shuffling on secondary. Now, Dandridge, I believe, what is it, four interceptions and three have been pick sixes. So that's pretty spectacular. Now, that being said, <laughs> now that being said though, I mean, as, as, as good as that is, is, is the secondary been a little bit too, let's say, um, a little bit too much going for the interception, or have they been trying to make flashy plays instead of maybe playing sounder uh, defense? What's the issues in the secondary, do you think? Well, as with any of these situations, it's a variety of things. And yes, there have been instances where individuals have tried to make a play and left their responsibilities in what they anticipated to be their, you know, create the situation for them to make that play. And you just can't do that. You've got to do your first and foremost, your responsibility, make sure you're where you're supposed to be in the defensive coverage and then react from there. And then we've just had some very simple, you know, physical one-on-one battles that have been lost where uh, individuals in the secondary have been beat cleanly one-on-one. So it, it's been a little bit of everything, and unfortunately it's just continuous, and, and it just can't have that. I mean, you can start with the easiest part, and it may be easier for us to say on the sidelines, but first and foremost, do what your responsibilities in the defensive coverage is. Start with that, and then allow whatever 
process you want from there to take place and see what can make a play. But, you know, getting Dandridge back on the corner certainly helps. Uh, they had to move Carriel Brooks out there. He came into the league as a corner, but predominantly his career has been at halfback and he'll be able to move back into halfback with uh, Brandon returning to the game. So it's, it's like anything in, in the, in the game of football, you're dealing in units and, you know, the units are very reliant on the ability to communicate, you know, specifically the offensive line, but the secondary is also big in that area. And so, you know, getting guys into spots they're comfortable with, hopefully this will settle things down and they won't have that mental, the number of mental errors that we've seen in the past. Jeff Avery joins us here on 630 Chet Insight Sports, color analyst for the Ottawa Red Blacks on TSN 1200 as we uh, tee up uh, the game between the Elks and Red Blacks from the uh, Red Blacks perspective. That game on Sunday, 3.30, countdown to kickoff right here on 6.30 Chet. 5 o'clock is to kickoff. So it's been an interesting year with quarterbacks, and these two teams are no exception. Um, the, of course, you know the situation with the Elks. They went with Taylor Cornelius. They gave him a long leash, and then now it's been Trey Ford, who's played the last two games he'll start again only his sixth start I believe Dustin Crum's going to get his seventh start this uh, this Sunday what do you see out of Crum and how Kahari Jones has handled him because I've been very you know that's always very interesting to see how how much a coordinator will I don't know if trust is the right word but I think the the term I would use with Jarius Jackson with Trey Ford is you want to feed him a little bit and see if he can handle that, then feed him a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, see if he can grow with it. But how do you think Kari Jones has been able to, uh, or the job he's done with Dustin Crum in handling him and how Crum has been able to execute what, uh, what has been called for him? Well, it's, you know, it's probably a little bit more difficult in Ottawa, but very similar to what's been going on with the Elks. When you're dealing with a quarterback's coach or an offense coordinator, and you're having constant changes at quarterback. And in Ottawa, we've gone through Arbuckle, we've gone through Masoli, we've gone through Tyree Adams, and now on to Dustin Crum. And so you're focusing from a coordinator and a quarterback's coach position, point of view, trying to get that individual as prepared as possible. And so now they've had some consistency with Dustin. And he's, you know, I think what he's trying to do is you know, eliminate big, big errors that really can cost you in this game. And turnovers was one of those focal points. And first two games, Dustin had three interceptions in his first two games. Well, he, you know, he gets that understanding from he's got tremendous experience in this league, the importance of turnovers. And now he's gone. I think the next four games, he had one interception. So he cleans things up. He's uh, getting the ball out of his hand a little bit faster. So he's progressing along as, and I think from a fan perspective, especially here in Ottawa, when you see what he did in the first couple of games come from from behind victories, you expect it all the time. But you have to remember, as you just said, six, seven games in this league, new to the CFL, he's learning he's experiencing it. He's a smart kid and he's making corrections as they go. And I think there's a lot of comparables when you look at what's over on your side of the ball as well with Trey Ford. Very athletic, has the ability to make plays with his feet. Smart kid. He obviously has the athletic ability. Just a matter of getting the snaps because the CFL def- defenses, they're going to give you a bunch of different looks. There's some great coordinators in this league and the best to try and fool, fool the, what the quarterback's looking at from the other side of the line of courage when there's a youngster. It's kind of hard to believe where we are now in uh, the 2023 season in the state of quarterbacks in the CFL compared to, I mean, you go back to the middle of the last decade, and that was a, a golden era of the league. Um, like, Jeff, you need to, if, you're, if your number's called, you don't have that two, three-year window to learn the game until you're ready. you got to be ready now. And even if you're not ready, get in there, kid, and let's see what you can do. 
Well, the name of the game is wins, and you know, coaches' jobs are on the lines, and players' jobs are on the line. And so, yeah, you're right. You don't have the same growing period, if you will, the ability to spend a couple of years behind a starting quarterback. Injuries have become much could become much more prevalent now. And I, I was on a Hamilton uh, a podcast with Morley earlier in the week, and we were trying. You know, a year like this, and Morley came up with one. I think probably about eight or ten years ago. The reason you know, teams seen third and fourth quarter there's most across a few teams. I think two that are still playing with their starting quarterback. Yeah. So it's just been a, an onslaught of injuries in the quarterback position, which is you know, and everyone is I think quite aware of the most important position on the field when it comes to the CFL. Yeah, no question. Uh, all right, you and AJ are coming to Edmonton, and uh, am I correct? Did I hear through the grapevine that uh, you're getting together with some uh, with some ex teammates? <laughs> well. Some ex-teammates, yeah, a friend of mine, I played university football at the University of Ottawa, Eric Upton, a longtime Eskimo uh, back in the, the days when I was playing, and uh, some of his teammates uh, getting together out at Eric's place, and Matt Dunnigan's coming to town to do the broadcast, so Matt, myself, uh, Brian Fryer, uh, Tommy Towns, you know, a few guys are getting together out at Eric's just to share some old stories and say hello, which we haven't seen each other for a few years, so it'll be good. That's always good for sure. Uh, Jeff, thanks for your time. I look forward to seeing you at Commonwealth on Sunday. Safe travels. All right, Dave. See you then. That is Jeff Avery, the uh, color voice for the Ottawa Red Blacks on TSN 1200 in Ottawa and used to play for the uh, Ottawa Red Blacks franchises, uh, or Rough Riders, I should say. Won a Grey Cup in 1976, his first year, a seven-year career, a two-time All-Star in the uh, CFL, as well as a uh, receiver and a punter. So uh, back then you had to be a little versatile. Of course, right now you have to be versatile too, especially to play with Chris Jones, for goodness sakes, because a defensive tackle uh, was their second leading receiver last week, and that was uh, A.C. Leonard. Uh, speaking of defensive tackles, this uh, this got a lot of people excited in, uh, with Elks fans. Jamin Pelly tweeted on his, I guess, I hate calling it X account, Kellen, but that's what it is. It's what it is right now until we <laughs> find out or until it's announced what the what the new name is or if it's forever going to be the uh, X going to give it to you, as the, uh, <laughs> the late great DMX once sang. You know, I'm gonna I, I I'm know. gonna use the uh, I'm gonna pull a uh, a tactic from Prince and say the platform formerly known as Twitter. Yes, uh, Jamin Pelly tweeted. That uh, he's been cleared to practice. Hey, so that's good. So I don't expect we're going to see him until. I'd be surprised if they pulled him off the sixth game. He's got two games left mm-hmm. um, after. Uh, actually, after yeah, he's got two games left now because he got hurt before the game in Winnipeg. Uh, left day two practice with that calf injury. There's a lot of fear that this would end his season. It did not. That is excellent news. This is game five of his sixth game, so I believe next week he'll be able to practice. I don't think you're going to burn all those games um, on the sixth game because then all that salary goes back on. So Hmm. I would wait until the rematch Mm -hmm. and see what happens. Now, it's all dependent. If A.C. Leonard can't play on Sunday, that's a huge loss, and maybe that triggers things and that gets Jamin Pelly back in the lineup. I if he's cleared, he's cleared. Maybe you just don't want him playing in the short week. But if he's cleared, he's cleared. So that's good news. But right now, they're getting good defensive tackle play. 
on defensive line play. And we had uh, Bryson Vesnaver on last night from Pro Football Focus, who uh, does a good job in grading CFL games and CFL players. Jake Ceresna is going. He has the most pressures in the league in the last three games. A.C. Leonard is the second leading sacker in the league with nine. And Coney Ely has played really, really well in the middle. So let's hope that A.C. Leonard, who left practice early to, earlier today with a foot injury, will be good to go for Sunday against the Ottawa Red Blocks. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the deal. It go down. It go down in the deal. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Zach Caleros, a seven-yard touchdown pass to Dalton Schoen late in the first quarter. They're in the second quarter now. They're tied at seven. Zach Caleros throwing a pick six to Tyrell Richards on the very first play from scrimmage. And he returned that 40 yards. But uh, Caleros leads the Bombers to a scoring drive at 7-7 earlier, early in the second quarter. And Baltimore with a 4-2 lead now on the Jays. They're in the bottom of the fifth inning of play. The Orioles were down 2-0 in the game. Jays with a chance to uh, cut the lead of the Mariners for the third and final wildcard spot in the American League to a half game. But uh, could go the other way, too. Could be one and a half games back. Over the uh, commercial break... Mm-hmm. Kellen and I were commenting, it got dark real fast. Yes. <laughs> and that smoke, yes, the wildfire smoke is moving in. And notice the air quality is at a 7 now. Yeah. So yeah. things have changed rather quickly. So uh, it sounds like it's supposed to move off sometime tomorrow afternoon or early afternoon. But, again, you never know. So I know the Elks have been practicing indoors because of the wet conditions. This may push them indoors for a third straight day. So um, it's funny. I was talking to Rick Lawlisher yesterday, the uh, interim CEO and uh, president. And, of course, he was around when that field house was being built. Mm-hmm. And it was used for the 2010 Grey Cup. And it wasn't, it wasn't the way it is now. And he says, boy, this facility has really, really um, come into its own. Yeah, it's really saved this team out of some it, some it, predicaments. It's great to have that in the back pocket and that, you know, if the weather becomes, well, Edmonton weather, the team can go in and get what they need done indoors and in a ideal environment, I guess. It, so. they, can get, they can get the job done. They can get their work, and that's for sure. Well, we'll hear from Kai Gray after the news update at 7.30. Kai Gray, uh, one of their better stories from uh, the crop of youngsters that they have uh, as he's uh, manning the wide corner for the Elks. Talk to him about, uh, hey, 
Win number one. How did you do it after so many misses earlier in the season? That's coming up on Inside Sports.